0: were Simply naive or heedless, but others were entitled know-it-alls, disregarding the warnings of park rangers, professional wilderness guides, and concerned locals. It galled Drake the risks people took, camping and hiking in areas that were off-limits, walking right up to the wildlife as if the place were a petting zoo. The lucky ones got away alive but they were often missing the family pet or a few body parts when it was over. Drake had been on more than one search and rescue mission, organized by the Bliss County Sheriff's Department, and he'd seen things that kept him awake nights, if he thought about them too much. He shook off the gruesome images, and concentrated on the problem at hand, the woman in the rain slicker wondered which category, naive, thoughtless, or arrogant, she fell into. She didn't appear to be in any danger at the moment, but then again she seemed oblivious to everything around her, with the exception of whatever it was she was looking at through those binoculars of hers. Presently it dawned on Drake that whatever else she might be, she wasn't the reason his big Appaloosa gelding was so worked up. The woman seemed fixated on the wide meadow, actually a shallow valley, just beyond the copse of cottonwood. Starburst pranced and tossed his head, and Drake tightened the rein slightly, gave a gruff command. The horse calmed down a little. Once Drake cleared the stand of cottonwoods, he stood in the stirrups, adjusted his hat, and followed the woman's gaze. Briefly, he couldn't believe what he was seeing, after days, weeks, and months of searching, with only a rare and always distant sighting. But there they were, big as life. The stallion, his band of wild mustangs, and half a dozen mares lured from his own pastures. Forgetting the rain-slicked trespasser for a few moments, his breath trapped in his throat— Drake stared, taking a quick count in his head, temporarily immobilized by the sheer grandeur of the sight. The stallion was magnificence on the hoof, lean but with every muscle as clearly defined as if he'd been sculpted by a master. His coat was a ghostly gray, darkened by the rain, and his mane and tail were blacker than black. The animal, well aware that he had an audience, and plainly unconcerned, lifted his head slowly from the creek where he'd been drinking, and made no move to run. With no more than a hundred yards between them, he regarded Drake for what seemed like a long while, as though sizing him up. The rest of the band, mares included, went still, heads high, ears pricked forward, Hindquarters tensed as they awaited some signal from the stallion. Drake couldn't help admiring that four-footed devil, even as he silently cursed the critter, consigning him to seven kinds of hell. The instant he pressed his boot heels to starburst's quivering sides, a motion so subtle that Drake himself was barely aware of it, the stallion went into action. Nostrils flared, eyes rolling, the cocky son of a bitch snorted, then threw back his head and whinnied, the sound piercing the moisture-thickened air. The band whirled toward the hillside and scattered. The stallion stood watching as Drake, rope in hand and ready to throw, drove starburst from a dead stop to a full run. Before Starburst reached the creek, though, the big gray spun in his hind legs and damn near took wing as he raced across the clearing and up the slope. Drake and his gelding splashed through the narrow stream and up the opposite bank, the dogs loping alongside. But hard as he rode, the whole experience felt like a slow-motion sequence from one of his brother Slater's documentaries. He and Starburst might as well have been standing still for all the progress they made closing the gap. The stallion paused at the top of the ridge. He and his band sketched against the stormy sky. Time seemed to stop just for an instant before the spell was broken.